I went to Longwood Gardens with uh, Big Ron and Big Karen. We don't call her that. Um, <laughs> but uh, a very long and tiring day, but the kid was good the whole time. Nice. And that was clutch. Alice was a nightmare today. <laughs> she, good to hear. She was just in such a bad mood all day. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, good stuff. You hear that, Alice? On December <laughs> yeah. 10th, 2022, when you yeah. listen to this in 10 years, Remember you this. were a nightmare. You were a nightmare, you 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> She's like doing a media analysis on this for like a senior thesis and like <laughs> just decides to fully analyze the bros, the annals of the Brose podcast. <laughs> There's a slideshow. It's just a picture of you in like a very like stupid pose for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean O'Brien, host of the show. <laughs> My dad. What a prick. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. And on an audio feed, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And uh, that's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> Tim Hansen not with us tonight. I was going to make a joke before Tim told us specifically why uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it. I was going to make a joke about like, ah, Tim's not here. Got, got a little wild at the company Christmas party. <laughs> and then it turned out he did get a little wild at the company Christmas party and ate some weird prime rib. And now he uh, his, his uh, insides are outside of his body and he won't be able to join us tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, to pack on to that, they are also packing up their apartment today. Mm hmm. So yeah. he has food poisoning uh, while packing up the apartment. That's not fun. Mm, mm-hmm, Rough deal. Sucks. Yeah. Also, if he's packing up the apartment tonight, poor planning. Uh, <laughs> the podcast the weekend that he's packing up the apartment. Um, but, uh, but hey, can't do anything about a uh, little old stomach bug. Food poisoning is terrible, man. Hot take here. Food poisoning, really bad. The I, absolute worst. I, I don't think that's a hot take. That's like the coldest take. I think everyone agrees. It is the worst. That's not, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It's a lukewarm take. Lukewarm. Cold take is wrong. <laughs> oh, cold right, take right. is wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, freezing cold take is incorrect. Lukewarm tape is being like, boy, breathing's cold. Like, <laughs> yeah. We love it. Yeah, we stand that, it. Yeah, that's what we're on the level of. It's like food, food poisoning uh, being bad. Lukewarm yeah. take. Yeah. Uh, among among the worst conditions you can have. Mm-hmm. In my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. However, I mean, not, it is in, redeemed. In the non-lethal category. It, yes. Mm-hmm. But it is redeemed by the fact that it usually passes relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. It's usually, not like you yes. are, you know, in that for days and days. But the, it the, the, I personally think the worst part about food poisoning is it, it, it could come on anywhere between 2 and 48 hours after eating the bad food. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it was within one hour the last time I got like well, excuse me, uh, the second to last time I got real bad food poisoning uh, was within like one hour. Like I was still at the restaurant, yeah. and I was like, mother. Yeah, that happened uh, to me once yeah. at an Indian. Like the first time I ever got Indian food, I got food poisoning, mm-hmm. and in the restaurant, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I need to throw up, but I couldn't. It was the it's the worst. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling? You're like, this but, all needs to exit my body through my mouth, yeah. but it will. It just refused yeah. to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel uh, like the I feel like the guy like that has like the alien explode out of his chest mm-hmm. in aliens. Like he's just like it's got to come out this yeah. way because it's not coming out up for yeah. some reason. I uh, for me it was within two hours, and I was streaming when it happened. 
So, you sure were. He's <laughs> uh, out of your mouth like vomit. I was, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. It was not good. Anyway. Deep, 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 deep. That's all, folks. Welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Now, here is the premise of our show. It's a bell, and I ring it. And then we do that for 45 minutes. <laughs> uh <laughs> So my uh, my brother is recording an album now, and uh, he uh, he explained to me he was very excited about one song where he like nailed a pick slide, and so when he told me how the album was going, I responded with like, "But what's the status of the pick slide?" He's like, "I actually just replaced all the songs with like forty minutes of pick slides." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, an avant garde album." Nice. Uh, and anyway, so uh, the premise of our show is that we answer questions that we bring to the table. Uh, the bros bring questions about life, the universe, and everything, and we consider them with uh, with intelligence, with thoughtfulness, and with mirth. But we want to hear your questions as well. We've been answering your questions out in the audience for the last four plus years, and we want to keep getting those questions. So send them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we've got to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, what do we got? Uh, I decided this, so I'm, I'm, I'm drinking wine this, this session, but I, I, yeah, (laughs) so I, um, but I didn't have time to go out, but we did have several open wines. So we're going (laughs) with the O'Brien winemakers blend. Uh, this is the majority of this is yellowtail Riesling. There is also a different Riesling in there, a peach wine. And a strawberry wine. So it's probably going to be super sweet. And mm. yeah, incredibly How inoffensive, many... just incredibly sweet. It tastes a little bit like mead. Nice. Mead. How many How many cavities do you have after drinking that? Well, I got so many. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Silver. Yeah. I'm wired. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a bad boy at the mall now for mommy. Because mm. <laughs> of all the sugar. Mm-hmm. There's probably a better way I could have put that, but instead, <laughs> I decided to continue down that road. Uh, Rich Te- Sweeten, what Tess, are you drinking? Tess, cut out all that explanation. Just end it with Matt saying, bad boy at the mall for mommy. Tess, I'll make it easier for you. I'm being a bad boy for mommy. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I am drinking... I'm drinking Candoni Family Pino Grigio. It is a uh, organically grown and made uh, wine from Italy. I bought it because it's got this like llama thing on it that I really liked. Oh, that's cute. And, and it also specifically says gluten free and vegan, or it's vegan okay. So um, it's 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 decent. It's not it's not bad. I I, I like it. I like it. Mm. Nice. All right. It's got llama on the front. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to be honest. When I opened this bottle, I just realized a moment ago, this is not the bottle that I thought I grabbed <laughs> on the way up. It's a different <laughs> bottle that I was supposed to drink. I was not, I was not planning on drinking this yet, but I am drinking uh, Joyful Heart Red Blend uh, from a California vineyard. Uh, it's a 2020 red wine wine blend. Uh, and on the back, it says, creating, create it, yeah, easy for me to say, <laughs> crafted for creating purposeful moments, giving back to the community and sharing with friends and family, the Joyful Heart Wine Company takes flight with this one-of-a-kind red blend. We invite you to stop and take a moment to enjoy and experience a sense of gratitude for all of life's blessings. Wine has always played a part in the familiar rituals that help us connect everyday actions to the divine. Our minds are limited but our hearts are vast. Got a lot more uh, spiritual than I was expecting. <laughs> uh, but it's good. It's a good red wine blend. Uh, and, the, and it continues, this generous red blend 
glistens a bright ruby color in the glass with aromas of ripe blueberries and rich dark fruit. Bold and smooth. I can't wait for you to taste the fruits of our labor. Uh, it's from Chrissy Metz, the founder of Joyful Heart Wine Company. It's one of those nights where I wish I was drinking it out of like a formal glass as opposed to the uh, stainless steel cups <laughs> that we've got. Um, but I can tell you, it is a very nice ruby flavor mm. in the cup. Uh, and it tastes very good. It's an excellent red wine blend. Uh, so I would definitely recommend it. Uh, but like I said, was not expecting to drink this tonight. Uh, more on that another time. <laughs> now, who has questions for the show? Mm. BroseQuestions at gmail.com. If you out in the audience, out in the listenership, want your question answered on the air. Who wants to go first, though? Hmm. Well, I do. So I have a question. But if, okay. Rich, has, if Rich has a lighter question to lead okay. off... I'm okay with a, that. Yeah, I can. I can. But if not, if if you don't, if you weren't exp- if you weren't like planning, like you know, because last session you were like ready to go yeah. with some questions to start, yeah. and if you so if you're not, if that's not the case, I can start. It's fine. I I, I've I've I have a I've I've a light question that we can start with and, and talk about. It's it's a nice little fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll All go right. first. Um, do you think you could do tiny house living or van life living? Tiny house living or van life living? Yeah, so living out of like a, a like they they make some really amazing vans that you like you hmm. have a lot of space to like sleep in and stay in and live in or get like a tiny uh, shipping container type house that like you have a decent amount of land and a small house with only like two to three rooms. Like, do you think you could do that? Because like that's honestly been something that's been. I've been considering. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I have a lot of stuff, but I could really, really cut down on a lot of stuff. And I've thought about it. And I'm like, as long as I had like a decent kitchen, a nice sleep or hangout area, and like an office space, I'd be fine. That's really all I need. And so, and so like, I think oh, the van is out because you've divided it into three rooms. Yeah, the, the, you're specifically narrowed it down to the, the tiny house. Yeah, van van life. I don't know if I could do just because like I'm too connected. I need I need my internet. I need like my streaming space and whatnot. But I think I'd be able to manage with like a tiny house. Like I've seen and watched like a lot of the tiny house shows on like Netflix and things like that, where like they have two houses, two tiny houses on their property. And, like, the son lives in one, and the mom and dad live in another. And I'm just like, that's really cool. And I would be down for that, where it's, like, the general hangout area is outside. Um, and it's, like, I've I've been thinking about it. I'm like, if I could sell this house for enough and, like, buy property and a tiny house for low enough, I might be able to do this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the van is a, is definitely a, a young man's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And it's simply not something I have the capacity for at this point uh, physically. Uh, tiny house, if I was living alone, I might be able to do it. I think it would just be like, you know, it would be like living in an apartment mm-hmm. um, or like a really small apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I've lived in an apartment before, multiple occasions. Uh, you know, I, I think I could pull it off. But also it's been a long time since I lived in a place that wasn't at least the size of a townhome. So it would, it would be, it would take some adjusting mm-hmm. uh, and it would take some downsizing. Uh, I, I think that is the thing. You've got to be alone. I, I cannot imagine. Like I see some of those, I've seen the promos for some of those like tiny house shows and like these people live in like a 40 square foot, you know, cardboard box and 
cardboard box with wheels and he just rides down a hill and uh and it's just <laughs> but it's, there's two of them and i'm like not no 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 mm-hmm. not no more no more than one person this is a single the single individual one person operation mm-hmm. uh so that, that'd be my hard limitation on that um but yeah otherwise i mean you know people live in lofts in new york all the time i mean mm-hmm. it's it's you know you could probably pull it off mm-hmm. if, you, if you were willing to downsize a little bit yes I, I, I've seen somewhere it's a family of four living in like a tiny house. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> I, mean, look, I mean, sure. If it's four stupid people, then yeah, they, they can all live together. Hmm. Yeah. I think I could live in a van if I was much younger and alone. I think I could live in a tiny house, but it would have to be in a temperate environment, like a place that's like nice all the time. So like I can so you can make like full use of your outside to like expand your area of yeah. like your the outside would be like your living room and you're just like I'm just gonna go hang out outside. Uh, I think I could live in a tiny house with Mary, but not with the kids. Like there needs to be a space to get away from that. Like because it's they just literally be climbing up the walls. Yeah, it it's just yeah. too it's too much. I would need I need like. I would need my own space. So I think, yeah, if I, I could, I could van young and alone, tiny house, just marry. Once kids start getting in the equation, you, you just need more space. Yeah. And I, and hmm. the kids would hate it too. When they came, when like, when you got to be a teenager, like you have, you're going to be like right up against your parents all the time. Yeah. No, that was like, like I said, I'd seen one where they had, uh, two tiny houses on their property, and one of them was for their teenage son. And I'm just oh. like, I'm like, at that point though, why not just have a get house? a house? Yeah, yeah, like, two tiny houses at that point. Just get a house, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because then I was like, oh, I just make a compound. Like you just have a bunch of tiny houses, but a, yeah. a compound of tiny houses is just an inconvenient house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to go outside <laughs> to do anything. Yeah, it's. If it's raining, it's just like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything today now. I'm staying staying in bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of it, like I, I, the multiple, yeah, the multiple, the multiple tiny houses thing, like you're just stuck on principle at that point, And it's a dumb principle because it's like, <laughs> the, yeah, look, you have multiple tiny houses. The point of the tiny house is to reduce your, uh, reduce your footprint, mm-hmm. uh, reduce your, your need for hoarding or, or you know, just re- reduce your overall impact on the environment, whether it's literally on a physical scale or like how much you produce and emit and all that. Uh, but if you're having multiple ones then yeah, man, just buy a rancher, just yeah. buy a ranch house at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit longer and it's more bang for your buck. Or like a trailer. Or a yeah. trailer, a big trailer. Or like a, mo- a mobile home or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of those, like, yeah, it, you're, you're losing the plot a little bit with, with multiple tiny houses. Mm-hmm. One I could think I could, I could handle. Like, is any like you could do the cool thing where you're like, oh, I'm going down, da- going down to the kitchen. You like you get like a fire pole or something, like you do real <laughs> stupid stuff with it, like woohoo, and <laughs> yeah, you fly down. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I could, I could, I could handle that. But again, I think there's a there's probably a cap on that too from an age standpoint. Uh, like I think when you're older, I think you want the place where you can like sort of retire to. 
Like you mm-hmm. want, like even even in like if you if you don't have kids, whether you have kids, if you're married, if you're not, like you kind of want like okay, this room is the setting that I have because there is a psychological thing to sleeping as well. Like the you know every every person who does like you know sleep therapy or sleep help tells you like okay, you're not supposed to have your phone in your bed because you're mm-hmm. supposed to be telling yourself okay my bed is only for sleeping and for sex like those are the only two things that i do in this room and to have anything else in there like a television which i have uh like computer which i have uh stuff like that like Mm -hmm. is is all you know antithetical to being in a sleeping space it's supposed to be your sleeping space it's supposed to be your living space it's supposed to be your eating space mentally that's how you connect everything and the tiny house absolutely flies in the face of that because you're doing everything everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can see your bed wherever you yeah, are but yeah. like that's also an apartment so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah 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 so i'll see you, you, know how, you also can't have anybody over ever like you can't just be like yo let's have dinner at my place because that's just not an option yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean and as, a, yeah, as, as on the upside though then you don't have to have anybody that's over. true that's true you <laughs> so know, it's, it's, it's like so it's like having a two-seater a, car in the med space where you're living in time right yeah. exactly yeah yeah it's like so once you <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that's why you don't want to buy a truck either yeah like it's, it's, it's the anti-buying a truck but yeah, like if you're already in in you know a tiny house living there's a there's a decent chance you are predisposed to the idea of not uh, doing a ton of social stuff anyway. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that people who live in tiny houses aren't social or like antisocial or anything like that, but you might just enjoy your privacy. Mm-hmm. Like just live in a tiny house. Cause you want, I live in this small confined space and I don't want anyone to bother me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm off the grid, especially the government. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. The government. I don't want the government to bother me ever. Mm, they just, yeah. They can just take their taxes and shove it. And there it is. His old join or die <laughs> sweeten. Yeah. <over here. laughs> <laughs> Don't tread on me. Any other thoughts on the tiny sovereign thing? citizen Sweden? That's it. That's it. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think about tiny house living. <laughs> like, I, it's it's just it's always been an idea that fascinates me, and I'm just like, some of it is just over the top, and some of it is just like, oh, you know, that is a cool idea. And if I had a little container house like that, I might be able to actually like be comfortable. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. All right, Sean. Okay. Yeah, I would like to go next. Okay, so okay, go ahead. there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of build up to the question because so like years ago at this point we and I'm sad that Tim isn't here. However, we're going to truck through because if I don't go over this now, it will have been and just absurd a long time ago when we when you asked when Matt asked the question, what's your most and least conservative opinion? And I was, and I said I was going to talk about it, and so I'm going to. And so, let me see. So, Tim isn't here, so I can't. I'm not, and also I wouldn't critique what Tim said anyway because it was exactly where I feel like he falls. Like I think we agree on a lot of things, like policy wise. It's just like Mm. you know how to implement it and whatever. I think you know. I think (laughs) I think Tim, Tim has through the show like shifted further and further left. And not, not like, and I don't mean to like, be like, haha, we got him. But I mean, like, it's just been yeah. like, you just, you just watch, I've just watched him yeah. grow as a person, I guess. Like, you know, your, yeah. your views change as you get older. His happened to shift left. It goes the other way sometimes, but who knows? Um, cause his was, his most liberal was gun control and his least liberal was voter ID laws. But like, I understand, you know, I get it. And then Matt's, yours were, was, I think it was safe injection sites was your most liberal 
That was one of them. That was one of them. I was in there. But I was like, dope. And then your most conservative made sense for you because it was economic. And I know that we, I think, I think that socially Matt and I are very much on the same page on pretty much everything. I think that, I think that fiscally Matt and I want the same thing, but we have different opinions on how to get there. Absolutely. And I think, and, and I would like to add the caveat that Matt knows so much more about economics than I do. So I think like, Debatable. A lot of my opinions, a lot of my opinions on that stuff are based on feelings, and I will admit that. So, but, but like, I like to think that like I, I sometimes will do my research and like do my feelings amount to anything. So I was like, so Matt made sense, and then Rich, your most your most liberal opinion being just the most moderate thing I've ever heard, which was the Wait, le- what was it? Was it, it was legalization of marijuana. And I was because oh, okay. like I think in like 1976 you would be right on with where that falls, but like the Overton window on pot has shifted. So mm-hmm. like the the moderate position I think is legalization. God bless Willie Nelson, man. <laughs> Hell really yeah, him and Snoop, two bros, mm-hmm. just That's bringing it. it mainstream, baby. Reaching across the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm you you all know I am not very politically inclined. I don't. I really don't spend a lot of time thinking about a lot of this. Well, that's and that's what I think happened on your most conservative opinion, which initially was that you should take a drug test to qualify for welfare, and everyone was like, "Well, my guy." Yeah, I I knew this was going to come into play, and I will say (laughs) I have thought about this. Well, that's the thing, and then you pivoted to you should just to to that to that. Then they should um, get they should. You should have to take it, but it not have to. It not be your, but your recipient. Uh, but your is that is that it's not it's a not means it's not like, yeah, yeah it's not, not, not it doesn't yeah. impact your money. It just yeah. means mm-hmm. that they, so, me. they would then give you yeah. the resources you take that you the need. Test. So I didn't. I I don't call that a pivot because that's what what I always felt how I felt it should be. I didn't I didn't pivot to say like oh. It, it's not to take it away. Like my my most uh, 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 conservative take is still Wally. in a sense. Oh, oh we got I, an intruder. Oh, oh no! Intruder. <laughs> Hello, Alice. Hi, kiddo. Hello. Oh, hold on. Hi. We're gonna put. On, we have a guest here on the Bros. Hi. Podcast. The first, Hi, Alice. The first, the first woman we've ever had on. Hello, Alice. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you say hi? Excuse say hi. Me. <laughs> all right back to mommy all right oh, you, you want a podcast yeah. uh, wow she's famous <laughs> yeah you're gonna be okay you're gonna be the podcast leader okay. you can listen to it in a couple years okay? <laughs> a massive spike in listenership at specific point of the yeah he watched oh like God, this is it's like they the, on like youtube they'll have like where people are watching yeah yeah comments because it coming in like at, at specific earmark times like this is the most listenable the show has ever been <laughs> <laughs> finally what we've been missing the whole time is somebody different uh, is a baby three-year-old uh yeah so um all right so rich was going on about so, um yeah so i've my welfare recipients money if mm-hmm, they use mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so like <laughs> i have thought about it even after the question because i had i had a feeling this was going to come back mm-hmm. and my stance it, I, I'd feel, and like I said, welfare recipients should 
at least to qualify for the first time, not every time they go take it, to qualify for the first time, take a drug test. If they fail, they're provided re uh, resources to help them. If they pass, they pass. Then great. If they don't take those resources, they don't take those resources. Because I full on believe. So 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 wait. So okay. I, I don't I mean just to. Don't think you can tie those behaviors together. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm so I'm so I'm just 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 to clarify where you what you're saying. So you're saying that like the first time you ever go for welfare, you get a drug test. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then if you fail that drug test, you are not provided welfare. You are provided resources <laughs> to help you get. To help you kick that habit. No. You, and then you, you have to were, reapply? No, you're still provided your welfare. The, okay. the drug test itself has no determination as to whether or not you get your welfare. Mm -hmm. All it does is to help with people who are too afraid to say that they have a problem. So two, I'm going to two respond. One, one, I think I gave the last time I, I said mm -hmm. this, uh, that we talked about this, and the second was different. So, the fir so first one is different. First one is so if, if I'm coming and I need my, you know, I need my, my my unemployment check or my welfare check or what have you, and I come to you and you as the government say, okay, look here, um, you know, we're going to give you this this test for drugs uh, before we give you your check. It does not going to impact your check. Uh, we're still going to give you a check no matter what. Mm -hmm. Take this drug test, and then uh, the only thing that could happen is if you test positive, we'll give you resources. Nothing else is going to happen. You're going to get your money. This is the only thing that will happen. My first response is, I don't believe you. <laughs> Under no circumstances would I believe a government official says, we're going to test you for drugs for no reason other than to give you a <laughs> yeah. There's no way that I would believe that. Yeah. Um, secondly, I still – and this I think I mentioned last time – whether you mean whether you are tying it to their money or not, I just don't think you can you can in any way, from a standpoint of keeping your citizens happy and keeping your citizens you know trusting in you, I don't think you can tie somebody's need to rely on welfare to drug related behavior at all. Like I don't think you can say because because otherwise like because if, 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 if you're testing welfare, then it's like well why don't you test people who are fully employed? You should, like, you, well, you yeah, because you should, you, you should just money. test everybody. I, I yeah. work for a bank that is federally mandated and watched, and I needed to pass a drug test in order to to get my job. So did I. Right, you do. Matt, but not you everybody did, has that mandate. Matt, like, you I, did I know too, you, you have that job, but not everybody who's but, worked for a private company is mandated to pass a drug test. But if you, but that's that's kind of where my head is at. Is I work for a company that is federally mandated. And federally looked over and federally watched. Same as you, Matt. Same as your wife. Same as Mary, probably as well. Same as Sean. We all had to pass drug tests in order to. I be did able not have to pass a drug test to get any of my jobs. Right? <laughs> not a single one. I did. Excuse me. That's not true. One job. I did have to do a drug test. That's it. I I, I just had to get fingerprint. They. I had to get a drug test to. They said if that I did not do a drug test, I would not get my job. I would have lost but my every, job. But, every, but, but you have you worked for jobs that don't acquire that? I the have, but they're not federally okay. ran and federally mandated. So that's right. I, I'm I'm not sure why you're what the connection is here between that and the welfare thing. You're getting you're qualifying for a federal for federal assistance. assistance. I understand what you're saying. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I understand what you're saying. It's like it's a federal thing, so that like so like in um in Mary's line of work, 
a lot of the like direct care professionals, they all have to get drug tested because the uh, the people the a lot of the um, clients are uh, receive federal funding and federally all drugs are just illegal. So mm-hmm. like you like in order for the company to uh, the, in order for the company to receive the federal funding, they need to prove that they're following federal law. Yeah, and I, I dis, I, but I think I do think I think that's dumb too. The, the, the other, yeah, I was just say the other thing of it is like, okay, well, the, okay, if you're a federal employee, you have to prove that all federal employees are getting money that that aren't requiring drugs. My response to that is, well, then change the law because mm-hmm. then just be, you, if the law is not a philosophical support for doing it, it's just a law. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, I think. I, I still my, my my point remains the same. Uh, I again, I think like, like Sean said, I get I get the the A to B connection you're making from like okay, well, there's a federal law saying that federal employees have to pass this thing, so people who receive federal you know assistance should also pass this thing. Um, but I cannot say well, and okay, both of them should not have to pass drug tests. Yeah, I I and think that that is my response. Then you should not have to pass a drug test. Then I I think that, that is my response. I I do think that requ- even like requiring a drug test at all, you're going to turn people away from the assistance like they're just by virtue of people because you're because like you said like people are if if you are too self-conscious to reach out for help yourself then you're just going to avoid the thing that's going to then force you to get help you're just going to be like i don't have a problem i'll suffer through whatever because i don't want to i don't want to deal with and also there are people who like don't have like smartphones because like that's how they get you quote unquote Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, those kind of people who might need assistance will never uh go and give a drug test to anybody who is promising them government money Mm -hmm. like it's it's simply not going to happen so um anyway so i've buried you far enough (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 before you mean i'm far too mean to you about this uh any any anything else um okay so that was richie's Oh no, no, Rich! Any any follow ups? Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 no, I mean, like, like, it's like it's like the debate, you know, when you have like you know, care like when when Biden goes up there and like Trump, you're a dumb motherfucker, you're a stupid <laughs> piece of shit, and I hate you. And it's like, all right, Mr. Trump, you now have an opportunity to respond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't really like. I I made I made my piece and my points back then, and like I said, I've thought about it and. Like, I understand what you guys are saying, but I also, like, I, 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 I also understand what I'm trying to get across. And, like, I know, I know the way its implementation is, is not, it, it's not done well now, and it might not be done well at all. It's, but it is just, it is, it is a personal feeling of mine that I was just, I, like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's. When it comes, like, I'll be 100% honest, when you asked this question, I hated it. Because mm. I just really didn't know sure. how to answer. Like, Yeah, man. It's a bros day podcast, baby. Yeah. I, it was like, it was... Making your friends mad. That was <laughs> that was the hardest question I had to answer. And when mm. I re-listened to it, it was one of the hardest questions I had to re- re-listen to. Because mm. I just... I, I still, even now, even after thinking about it after six weeks. Yeah. I'd well, still thing, Rich, that, like, once you finally graduate to full libertarian, as Sean alluded to, it feels <laughs> a very easy question to answer because you just have you know, have conservative positions here and liberal positions here, and you just be like, "Yo, here you go." 
my, my most liberal position has come back with a warrant and my <laughs> most conservative position is that I should be able to defend my property from guns from people who are trying to serve oh, me a warrant. <laughs> on on one of the on one of the discords I'm in uh and this is going to lean super uh, uh well actually it's and probably not libertarian at all on one of the discords I'm in one of the questions they, they have a question of the day and it was um let's actually find it so I read it I say it properly um What's something you really resent paying for? And my response was haircuts, clothes, medical expenses, and food. All the things you need to live, you need to pay for. Haircuts? You, I, you, in order you to don't haircut, need a haircut to live. Or, <laughs> you don't need a haircut to live, but in order to get a good job, you need to have a good haircut. Well, in I mean, order in, to get, in order to in order to have a good job, you need to have an inter- internet connection too. And in order to have a good job, you have to yeah. have clothes. I, <laughs> I, 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 that list pass me again, real quick. Uh, it was um, haircuts. Oh, what was it again? Um, it was uh, haircuts, clothes, medical expenses, and food. Yeah, is it? I would say is it the oh, almost close. the extreme polar opposite of a libertarian position to say that like. To, to imply in any way that, like, government assistance should provide... Like, that, that the government should be paying for your clothes. <laughs> I, le- I, I, legally, I, would, I would say, yes, that is a pretty non-libertarian position. It is very non-libertarian, but it's... Legally, I, I need... You need to buy clothes in order to survive. Because if you don't buy clothes and yes, you step out in your house... Jail. You're right, but you also have to... I mean, there's other things you pay for to the government all the time that you, like... Uh, eventually, you'll go to jail if you want to own a car and you don't pay for a vehicle registration. Like, mm-hmm. eventually, you, there, there are other things that you pay for that you will eventually but get to jail you, for if you don't pay for it. But you don't need a car. You can get around with public... insurance. You need medical expenses. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like, the things you need, mm-hmm. you have to pay for. You have... Like, yes, <laughs> yes. What this boils down to is that at, at, at some point, in spite of all the government assistance that is available, you are expected eventually, at some point, to be a contributing member to society in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, we live in a capitalist Which society. Includes, like, Capitalism, baby. To generate revenue in order to uh, buy yourself some clothes. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a reason most of my shirts have a hole in them somewhere. Mm. I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the money to buy clothes. I don't, I. I I don't get new clothes that often. Uh, Sean, do you have anything else on this one? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, what, are, what are your most? Uh, that's and so that's where I'm. Good. So that's the next thing. So my most. Okay, here we go. So here's the thing. On most issues, I have two opinions, and one is the opinion I have in my heart, and the other is the opinion that could reasonably get done. Like you know, like in terms of like gun control, like in my heart in my inside my heart we guns mm. are illegal for everyone nobody has them but in like the reality of the position like my my real position is yeah have guns just regulate them at all um but i think my most i think my most liberal opinion is kind of what rich touched on is that i think the for-profit healthcare system is like objectively immoral and i i don't think i do not think anyone should have to pay for uh for any medical expenses like that and i'm talking like dental like it's i was thinking about it driving home and i'm like it's ridiculous that we're gatekeeping being able to see you know what i mean like i i'm not saying like like i have like ray-ban sunglasses are like fancy so i'm I'm not saying i shouldn't have to pay for these but i'm maybe like the lenses should be free and then i guess they should have like you know basic 
frames that just like here. These are like the free frames. If you want to go crazy, go crazy. But like, yeah, I think I don't think anyone should have to pay for any medical expenses. I think everyone should pay into a giant pot because capitalism exists, and then it just gets distributed as necessary. Um, I think that's my most liberal opinion that I like. I have a hard time budging on and being like, mm. like accepting the sy- the system as it is and being like, you know what I mean? Like with like mm. police, it's like abolition versus reform. It's like where, where, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's probably my yeah, most yeah. liberal opinion and my most conservative opinion. It took me a very long time because like, like I think Tim had a similar problem where he's like all of his conservative opinions end up being tinged with liberalism. So they end up not being conservative anymore. And so I kept being like, what, uh, what's the, what's the issue? And then, and then very recently, a big, huge thing in the Frisbee golf space has been, (laughs) so, uh, there's this, um, girl named Natalie Ryan and she's plays in the FPO and she is trans. And this year she won two tournaments, I think. And so there has been a very vocal, mostly male minority. I I don't know. I honestly, I can't tell the split on this one, but there's been just like very vocal, mostly men though, people being like, she stole money from in quotes, real women. Right. And the thing about it is, so those people who are saying she shouldn't compete, the majority of them are just transphobes and there's not anything like they, it's not just that they're like, she shouldn't compete because she was, you know, she was assigned male at birth and she has, you know, she went through puberty as a male and then started taking HRT or whatever. Like, it's not that it's she's a man. She, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, yeah. a, just a cavalcade of misgendering and she like, she, they're, yeah, li- she, they're she living in a fantasy world. To win yeah. Tournaments. Yeah. Which is wild. Cause she won like $3,000 or something like that. <laughs> it's like, wow. it, like, let's be real. It's Frisbee golf. She's Highway not, robbery. she's not, she's, they're not crushing. Um, reminded of uh, the SNL song they did during the pandemic. Pete Davidson just called two thousand dollars, and it's just be like, "I got two thousand dollars." <laughs> looks like a lot, but it's two thousand dollars. <laughs> like it looks good in the video, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I think my most conservative opinion is that the reality of the situation when it comes to transgender, it's it's we're always talking about women. If we're being honest, it's always transgender women. It's not trans men but it's it's always trans women so the reality of the situation is should trans women be able to compete with cisgendered women and i think the reality of the situation is very nuanced as opposed to being very black she definitely shouldn't or very white she definitely should like i think it's i think there is nuance to it and i think it's very unfortunate because we don't have the data to support either side, really. Like, it's just, you know, we... It's a very new... Well, thing, yeah. Uh, for, the tra- for yeah, trans people have been, you know, marginalized and suppressed for all these for all these years. By us, I mean, like, like, like straight, non-trans folks. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, just, it's not new for the people who have been going through. Yes. So, um, 
So we don't have the data. And so I think, I think an effort should be made to procure the data. Like we should, we should, we should be doing studies and figuring it out. Cause like the, so the only study that I could find that wasn't like, that seemed, that didn't seem super biased was like, it's, it, according to the study, I think it was of trans women in the military. It was comparing cisgender and transgender women doing push-ups, sit-ups, and running. And it's, it seemed like after one year on hormone replacement therapy, the trans women still had a distinct advantage over the cis women. But after two years in push-ups and sit-ups, there was no... Uh, um, there was no advantage, like 0% advantage. And in running, there was a 12% advantage, I think. But I, I'm pretty sure that the study noted that like, that's within like the realm of normal, like a normal, like an athletic woman versus an average woman, you know, like you're still cisgendered. You're still like in the reasonable, like you'll be better, but you're in like a reasonable range. Um, but so, uh, so my position, which I guess is my, which is most conservative because I think it's nuanced is I think that, you should, until the data comes out, you should err on the side of inclusion, except where someone's, someone could get physically hurt. So I'm saying, like, in full contact sports, sports, like, yeah, like, I guess MMA or football mm-hmm. or rugby, like, maybe we hold off until we figure it out. But in, like low to no contact sports like frisbee golf or softball or basketball or whatever mm-hmm. like then you let them play until we figure out whether or not definitively there's an advantage because it's just it's not hurting anybody really and then you go you know you find out if you end up finding out that there is a distinct competitive advantage that trans women have then you're then you're like mm-hmm. you know are bad but we we were just trying to be like you, you made a mistake in the in, in an effort to be inclusive and empathetic it's not a bad it's not a bad thing you just you know you rectify it later the contact sports angle is definitely one i hadn't thought about um because in my my opinion on this has been basically it's been mostly what you said for like most other sports which is basically like look if you have a bunch of people if you have a group of people who identify as women uh in my mind it's like okay you identify as a woman we're gonna treat you as as a woman that's mm-hmm. just that's the way it goes. And as far as like inclusiveness in sports, there was also a significant period of time where we did not include like black people in baseball. Uh, and so, and then there was a period of time where it's like there was a period of time before we had the Negro Leagues and after, you know, excuse me, before we had, you know, we had the Negro Leagues before they were, you know, black people were allowed in baseball and then after that. And so it's just like you're, you're inviting like a whole new pool of people into the professional sport um, because you're now treating them like a human being uh, for the purposes of baseball. And so for me, that's the same thing with trans folks um, playing, you know, tra- trans women playing with cisgender women, which is just, okay, look, these are women too. This is just a new population of women that we were not previously mm-hmm. considering in these sports, <coughs> you know, they just play. The contact sports angle is not one that I had thought about uh, as far as like the impact on that. And so 
Uh, I don't have an answer for that one. Mm-hmm. I think I think you've you've given a very thoughtful and as you said nuanced uh, opinion on it that uh, I am inclined to agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I have done no reading on. Yeah, the well, I think I think it, I mean even even in that situation, like it should be left up to the women who are competing. Like if they're like, listen, we're cool with it, we're cool with accepting the risk. You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I think I think you just have to defer like to the people. On a case by case basis. Yeah, you do, you defer to the people who are uh who are impacted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love that your most conservative take is still very very liberal. Well that that was my that was honestly my <laughs> issue cuz I'm like I have to have knocking around in there somewhere some like opinion or position yeah. that I just haven't ever like I heard once when I was little and I've never reconsidered and I'm just like, there has mm-hmm. to be rattling in there. Something that I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of. It's just something that doesn't come up a lot. And I think, you know, it's going to hit me one day. I'm like, ah, I've never thought about this. Yeah. We and- should all say the, our father before every day, before every meal. <laughs> yeah. Like just one of those. And uh, then, just sitting around there. When, when it, when it also, when it comes to like my points, I'll probably change my mind on the 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 drug testing like in a year i'll probably Mm -hmm. rethink about it or whatever because like i said a lot of these are just not something i generally think about well that's that's the thing is like i i think with with that take i think it's just something you haven't like examined and i think that's like the the honestly like the the one of the good parts of having a question like this it causes you to like think about where you stand on some stuff and you're like, do I think that? Cause you're like, you know, I think we, ha- we've kind of, there's this like black and whiteness to politics that I don't really like, but it does. If you're, if you end up with any opinion, that's like on the conservative side, if you mostly lean liberal, you kind of have to be like, Ick, do I really think that? Yeah. Cause like, or like, what am I aligning myself with really? Well, the thing is like, it's, it's one of those, those, problems that we have where we tend to associate the positions with the types of people that that think that that have them mm. and it's like well yeah think of the people who have this position like like if you express like a like a conservative opinion like hey i think that i don't know taxes should be lower it's like you know who else thinks that ben shapiro and yeah he's like th- name all the shitheads who also <laughs> think that. i'm like yeah you know what there's probably a bunch of shitheads like michael avenatti was a liberal too and he's a shithead mm-hmm. like he, he sucks. you're right so, yeah, there, like, are, there are definitely a lot of liberals that too. fucking suck exactly <laughs> so you, you can do that with both angles so it's like don't 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 not hold an opinion because you think that like crappy people hold that opinion too because there's a lot of crappy people and they hold a wide variety of opinions mm-hmm. so just go back to first principles think about yeah like i'm sure i'm sure there are people (laughs) like i'm sure there are people who are pro-abortion because they don't think like like anti-natalists you know what i mean like they're like every baby should be aborted and you're like okay maybe uh (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah forgot about that you're one of those uh like the anti there's a guy oh god there's this guy who just got like a new york times profile on him who's like the like a like a willful willful extinction of humanity uh, believer, where he's got the society where it's like I'm not saying he, he's making very clear like I don't advocate for genocide, but I think that all humans should stop reproducing and we all die out for the planet. I'm like, buddy, I don't. You know, 
this is not no like <laughs> that, that is the guy who turns you like more conservative because he's mm-hmm. like you know i think that humans are such a terrible thing for the planet that we should all just let ourselves go extinct i'm like look there is there is decentralizing humanity from the center of the universe and then there's this where it's just like our universe our, our human species is so useless that we should all just die <laughs> no 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 we're not <laughs> center ourselves enough to preserve the species it's mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um uh, any other thoughts on the most conservative, most liberal thing? Uh, we're running a little bit long, so I can make myself mine a quickie here uh, for for my question. If you guys don't have any other thoughts on this, no, okay. go for it. We'll make it a real quickie. All right, it's hypothetical. You bought a, a bunch of candy for Halloween, but only had half as many trick or treaters as you expected. How long after Halloween do you have to eat the candy before it becomes sad? Is this really hypothetical, Matt? I don't, we don't have trick-or-treaters. We never get candy. There's no trick-or-treaters that come to our house. Hmm. So, yes, it is hypothetical in the sense that, like, I've never seen a child in my life besides it's, it is It's wild. I would feel like you would get a lot of trick-or-treaters because you have a very, a, like, a dense amount of homes yeah. in a short. Oh, we got, excuse me, we got one trick-or-treater this year because there's a there's a, a, a older couple that lives catty-corner to us that brings their grandchildren over every year, and this year we brought Jordan around to say hello to them because they're, they're a nice couple, and, mm-hmm. and so we, we brought Jordan over and said hi, and uh, and so when their grandkids came over, they sent them over to our house, uh, but there's a trunk-or-treat across the street at the church, and I think most people just go there uh, uh, and, then, mm. and then peace out for the night. Yeah, I, I think I, I also don't really get a lot of trick-or-treaters, so I think next year I'm actually going to be that house that, like, gives out the full-size candy bars. That's 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 truly the move, because we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters either. But so yeah. we just get like candy that we like. And then it's like, OK, and then you have that, that candy for a while. Yeah. But yeah. but go in full size for yourself. It's a treat yeah, exactly, for you. Exactly. So. How you really long want after you get like those king size ones, like those symphony bars that are the size of like a brick? <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> so how Just long after Halloween until it's sad? Yes. How long after Halloween do you have to eat the Halloween candy before it becomes sad? Like I, you, you read these commercials, like it's, they're on WP all the goddamn time, and because uh, they're they're sponsored by Tasty Cake, and they're like trying to tell you like you know what's a you know. You know, because anything else besides a tasty cake is a miss cake, and it's like stealing your kids' you know <laughs> snacks. That's a miss cake, or it's like, or even worse, you know, eating your Halloween candy, and it's all, and it's, and it's already, and then they insert the month that it is, like, <laughs> and it's July, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, uh, so, like, what month does it become sad to be continuing to eat? Uh, I Halloween think, candy? I think if you have enough Halloween candy left over, that you're loading stockings with pumpkin, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, pumpkin wrapped, um. Uh, candy balls then yeah. that's sad so like by christmas if you're not done it by christmas, by christmas. get rid of it because that's you have point. that i was gonna say by the new year but the if you're stocking st- you're stuffing stockings with it well at that point like i wouldn't i wouldn't reveal my shame <laughs> well, uh, yeah i would just keep the candy and then like by the new year like if i'm taking out the tree i'm taking out anything that's still got a jack-o'-lantern on it Ex- yeah, uh, yeah but i would not, it is, but i would not yeah it's such a fun surprise when you're because you forget <laughs> you have it and then you're like oh yeah it's <laughs> It's like November 15th. You're like, hell yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like December 2nd. You're like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some 100. going to have 100 grand bar. It was, that was, that was always like the funniest thing when growing up. Cause my parents, my parents were like, we would go trick or treating. We'd get full, full, uh, sacks full of candy and we would have our own separate like candy. And my mom would be like two pieces a day. That's it. 
And then by like November fifteenth, my mom would have what this giant giant. What's that? <laughs> Ration stamping out these cannons. <laughs> Two pieces a day. That's all we were allowed. And like midway through November, she would dump all the candy into one giant bowl. Still, two pieces a day, and that candy would last until Christmas, uh, where then she would get mad at us for not eating, eating enough Christmas cookies, because we were only allowed three Christmas cookies a day, um, and mm. she would make a giant popcorn tin worth of chocolate chip cookies and be like, well, why aren't you eating these cookies? Why didn't you eat these candies? We're only allowed two a day. All right, now we're getting mixed messages here. <laughs> yeah. What do you want from us? We're children. Yeah, we're just yeah, doing what you say. Truck, we had a dump truck full of candy. You told us not to eat it. And then you <laughs> added sugar. And you're like, why aren't you eating all of it? Like, get all this out of my house. <laughs> my, my mom, even now at 34, she'll be like, you need to lose weight. Here, take some food home. I'm like, <laughs> mm. what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough sledding, man. Tough sledding. Yeah, so I'm sticking with the new year, but yeah, don't don't fill your kid's stocking. With it. Like, don't, <laughs> don't be doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. keep that to no, yourself. No, no. You keep you keep that mess to yourself. Uh, Sean, I agree. New year. Right. I I was right. thinking like could because because finding candy is such a like pun intended oh, sweet amazing. surprise. Uh, sure. <laughs> the uh, but it's just like. I think like if I'm if I find a candy in February, I'm like Ugh, like I don't know if I want to eat it. <laughs> like even yeah. though it's probably yeah. good because it's just sugar, it's not like gonna go bad. It's still like right. the chocolate started yeah. to bloom. Gross. Yeah, the only thing with the more grams, the only thing with uh, more capacity in the sugar is the preservatives and that stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, like, it's like oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm like eating like a like a, like a jack o' lantern shaped Kit Kat and like March fourth. Mm-hmm. March Madness is coming on. Dun, 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 dun. I'm sobbing, like pouring like Reese's pieces <laughs> in my mouth. Go, go, Villanova. Anyway, um, all right, that was all. Uh, we were going pretty long on this one, but it was a good episode. Good sewed, yeah. guys. Yeah, good sewed. Yeah. Good sewed. Are we going with good app or good sewed? I think, I think we're going. I think we're going with Happy New Year. Is what we're going with. Oh, this is the New Year episode. Nah, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we have any rezos this year, guys? Little rezies. Uh, little rezies. The same as usual. Rezies. Try to lose mm-hmm. weight so that if I were to get a tattoo, which I probably never would get, it looks good when I have it, and it doesn't shrivel up when I lose weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I haven't got that far. So we're recording this on December 10th. Uh, so we yeah. got a couple of weeks until uh, until we actually have to come up with the resolutions. Um, I'm not able to work out as regularly as I would have liked uh, because you know something happened <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and a little bit busy over the last couple of months. Oh. Uh, so it's, it's mostly been here and there. Like I'll, I'll start working out for like two or three days, and then suddenly like a shit ton of stuff will come up on top <laughs> of the the kid, and I haven't had a chance to. So, um, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, just work out. Yeah, get back to working out on like a three to you know back to. Four to five days a week. We'll mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah, oh, I, I had I totally, plan. totally had this plan to like n- not announce it to the world, but to start working out like the week after Thanksgiving, and then I got bronchitis, which knocked me out for a week, and now I'm just like, I don't even know if I can walk around the block still without wheezing. So, uh, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks. Brutal man. How about you, Shawnee? I think this year my goal 
is to complete a majority of my assignments at work before the deadline. Mm. I just want to I want to see what it's like, so I'm going to actively try to just in to to actually follow through on like, you know, I I will do X once this is done. Like it's like you know, like I'll watch some I'll watch some YouTube videos after I finish this thing. As opposed to being like, I'll just watch some YouTube videos and then I'll do the thing. Try to flip the <laughs> yeah. script and just see how that works. Make a, right. make a concerted effort to just give myself time to decompress as to as opposed to just slowly building my anxiety to a peak, finishing the work, mm-hmm. and then doing that again. The old adage, like the work manages is magic and it, it manages to fill the space that you allot it. Like yeah. trying to avoid that specific situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that one. That was a good, pretty good, nice enterprising, you know, business, business like, like, uh, like resolution there. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Good, 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 good. We'll ask Tim what his is, but he's not going to have one. He's not going to have one. Uh, <laughs> he, he never has a, one. Another one is to actually officially start my YouTube channel. I want to mm. try to get that started by the end of January. Good move. Okay. All right. Finally, Rich's Conspiracy Theory channel will be up and running. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shane Dots. Yeah. I mean, I'm Walnuts. <laughs> yeah. Icebergs aren't real. I'm, uh, I believe in the concave earth. <laughs> concave. <laughs> <laughs> caving in on itself. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I fell down a hole, never came back. <laughs> uh, Brose Podcast uh, is available on all major podcasting platforms, and it's on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at Brose Podcast or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Um, and if you want your question answered on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. B-R-O-S-E questions at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel who drew and designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for some plugs. Rich Sweeten, uh, what's your Twitter handle and where, where can people find all your various uh, things? Uh, check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts, and you can follow me on Twitch for video game streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, twitch.tv slash B, under, B underscore Walnuts. And you can uh, follow uh, 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 PodQuest and Bonus Action uh, by just searching PodQuest, Bonus Action, or OneQuest on all podcasting apps for nerdy uh, podcasts. Sean, what about you? What's your Twitter handle and what do you got going uh, on? You can find me at HeyAtSOB for just sporadic updates about usually what Alice is doing. And then uh, at OBDiscGolf about throwing Frisbees, which, to be honest, has mostly just become me being a, like taking the piss out of transphobes online recently. <laughs> it's just me inserting myself yeah. anytime I see somebody being like, well, a man took money. I'm like, well, you have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your Twitter handle, but but filtered through the lens of of, of, of frisbee golf. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, Tim Hansen is on Twitter at Tim R Hansen. He tweets once every like like lunar cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at mcasnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. Uh, my plug for this week is uh, go birds. Go He's birds. Go birds. Seven and one, man. They just can't stop winning football games. It's a real, 
you know, it's real drag. I mean, what, what do we got to bitch about now? This is <laughs> All this way really get finally. What was it six years after the fact? I'm getting tired of all this winning. <laughs> At long last, it happened. Uh, all right, say goodbye to dental listeners, everybody. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Cans. Now reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye.